0: Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new
1: customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary.
0: Now that was some beautiful legal. Well done, lawyer. Well done.
1: Of, a look on the ASA. Oh my gosh, we're going against
0: the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere.
1: This isn't anything that just is limited to the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. That UFO podcast is powered by Zencaster. Zencaster is one of the world's leading platforms for recording and hosting podcasts. Zencaster is a modern web-based solution for high-quality audio and video podcast production. With a full suite of professional tools, Zencaster allows podcasters to quickly and seamlessly record their guests remotely and produce their podcasts in studio quality. Check out the links in the show description to find out more. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. My name is Andy and it's a breaking news podcast for the, well, 12th of September, but we're recording this on the 13th. Dan's joining me for this one as usual. Dan, how are we? I'm um, great. Thank you. Awesome. Now listen, I've got questions, Dan, as we were just discussing previously. Okay. Uh we had some some breaking news yesterday. It was a busy day um for me, and we were recording listener call-in last night. Stuff was happening as we were um doing the call in stuff as well. Now, breaking news, it seemed at first uh, Max Moskowitz, I think I'm getting his name right now, again, handsome dude. Uh he was in San Marino. He had travelled from from Holland. He stays in Holland, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He had travelled from Holland down to San Marino, which is um a, an area of Italy. It's a country road, slash. Which is commendable. Yeah. Like, you know, nice yeah. road trip. I, I, I would as well. No doubt beautiful scenery. But Max travelled down to meet up with Lou Elizondo and also attend attend the conference from a media point of view as well, which is awesome. Um, And Max put on there was some breaking news. And... I was messaging yourself as well to find out what is this breaking news, what's been said, what's happened. But it turns out, if I'm correct, Dan, the breaking news is actually something that happened stateside while Lou was was over in, in San Marino. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's correct. And and what what Max and Lou brought to the table was to go through the the bill that had been introduced stateside and kind of emphasize a few points.
1: Yeah. So um what is the bill itself, Dan? You've you've looked into this. You've got the numbers and stuff there. You love reading a, a bill, don't you, these days? Um, uh, <laughs> and tell us a little bit about it.
0: Sure. So uh, I'll start kind of at the beginning. So last year, we had a UAP bill go through Congress. Um, all, all our hopes and dreams were pinned on that. That was um, called S3905. Later on, it became S4049. And the reason I say that is because it's worth remembering that as these things go on, these numbers are going to change and these bills are going to change, even more so this year. So the same group as as who did the uh the bill last year, which is was the language that Chris Mellon helped with, um, that was the uh the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year. That would have been twenty twenty one. And that was sent to Mark Warner, uh Rubio, Mellon, you you know, that group. Um so those guys did a great job last year. It gone into the the COVID bill as the media likes to call it. I like to call it the UAP bill. Um and now this year, not only did those same people introduce another bill called S two six one zero, but another group has introduced a bill as well, um, and that's HR four three five zero, and that's the National Defense Authorization Act. And for this, we have to thank um, Ruben. Uh, Gallego, uh I might be saying that wrong, so I apologize if so, but he basically issued an amendment to that bill that ensured a few different things. One of the things was that basically upon the establishment of or it called for the establishment of an official body, so a proper body kind of like Space force, NASA, you know, all those kind of different groups like that, but just to look at UAP. But as a result of that, the UAP task force would go away because it's filling their remit and it would be properly funded.
1: And let me come in there. That's fine because, like we said, the UAP task force was never a permanent body in the first place. It was set up for a purpose. It's It served its purpose pretty much. And this would only be a good thing because this would be what comes from the task force. This would be the evolution of the task force into that permanent body, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris Mellon had a, a cool proposed name for this this body, um, the Office of, uh, yeah, sorry, the the Office of Strategic Anomaly Resolution, which I think has a nice ring to it. It sounds sounds very official. It doesn't um, roll off the tongue, but yeah, it's, it doesn't. It, 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 it does would be an acronym, official. right? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it would be the yeah the the uh, S. S- uh, I was gonna say, are you gonna try <laughs> live read what the acronym would be for yeah, that I'm not room? I'm not gonna attempt that. <laughs> Dan's designing um, a coaster as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not. Um so Ruben uh actually issued a statement and he said it's in the national security interest of the United States to know what is flying in our skies, whether emerging tech from strategic competitors and adverse adversaries or aerial phenomena from unknown origins. Our military must have a full intelligence picture and the tools to respond quickly to these potential threats. My amendment creates a permanent office at DOD to comprehensively evaluate these UAPs, and I'm proud to announce its inclusion in the House version of the NDAA. So Ruben's pretty... People will probably not recognize his name, at least outside of America, because he's new to this kind of subject. But it's great to see someone come out swinging like that, taking this subject seriously, And the key points highlighted by Lou are worth kind of touching on because they bring up a few things that weren't in the other bill and they're very specific questions that allude to some, you know, potentially interesting answers down the road. So first of all, I'll just say that in San Marino, as part of these uh, conversations between Max and Lou, they spoke about Lou's presentations. Um, Lou presented an AI filter software. Um, that was able to identify everything in a video, you know, whether it's plane, a balloon, so on and so forth, and apply kind of uh, filters to it and and separate the uh, the true unknowns from the, you know, the dodgy stuff that we all know and <laughs> hate. Um, <clears throat> but the, the other things is one, the sixth observable biological effects. We know that it's a thing, um, but it hasn't really been talked about yet. And finally, this build does that. Um, it's considering the human factor which is fantastic because we we've heard a few stories of people being affected by being close to these craft but you know surely there are more out there right um and it'll be affecting people in ways that we don't yet understand so it's great and i'm sure gary nolan's kind of celebrating that it his work is being legitimized and he might be able to you know be be fully open with what his his aims are not that he's shy about it anyway but when talking to his colleagues, the stigma will go away now, you know? Um, The other thing was materials. So there was a line in the bill that spoke about um, materials, and Lou Lou Elizondo actually issued a quote for this, so I'll just read his. Yeah, Uh, please. When when Lou was asked about Roswell, uh, Lou said that this bill, the NDAA, specifically states that the Department of Defense and the intelligence community must report to Congress any material collected by the United States or its allies. Big deal. And that's a quote from Lou. even the big deal bit. Um, Yeah, we we know these events all over the world have happened. We know they've happened between Five Eyes partners. And now they're demanding that information, which is fantastic.
1: Right, okay. I've got a few questions, Dan. That was a lovely summary so far anyway, so I appreciate that. Dan's taking a breath. Um, The first one is just to make clear that these bills have not passed yet. So what is more than likely that these are not the final bills that will get the job done there are more than likely going to still be amendments made to these so those bill numbers will more than likely change and what comes of that is a, a final bill which as part of it we will hopefully get this permanent office is that about right Dan?
0: Yeah absolutely they, they're going to be hammering out the details uh, I said during the listener calling yesterday which people I'm not sure when this will come out so it might be before then but um the the, last year, we had one bill. This year, we have two. It's kind of a pincer movement happening now. Last year, we were wondering whether it was going to happen at all. This year, we're just hammering out the details. Um, this is happening. It's just a case of what we're going to call it, You know how how often the reports are going to come. Um, the The one bill asks for every 90 days. The other one kind of says for every year um and you know pe- people will argue over that just like we all will on twitter and that's their jobs to do it and they'll hammer it out and who, who knows we-, we might get it every six months
1: now, Dan, you might not be able to answer this question. You can answer quite a lot of them for me. The materials part of this had a lot of people talking online, and I was I was taking some time to look over it last night, and uh, a few different people got in touch with me, just listeners asking about, you know, does this mean we're going to get the Roswell craft wheeled out now? We're now talking about something that happened, you know, 75, 80 years ago. I would imagine any, if not all of that material, which I'm just going to go with the presumption and my belief is that it does exist, I've said that before, isn't with the government anymore and would be with private contractors potentially having changed hands multiple times over the years, we don't know that. How exactly would any official government organisation get a hold of that or could they as part of this bill when it's probably
0: no longer in the hands of the government? Well, what should happen is that to some extent there will be a paper trail and that paper trail will stop when it enters private industry. So we're basically kind of saying, hey, whatever you have, even, even, you know, if it's a craft, fantastic. If it's not, we just want to know. And we can follow those breadcrumbs then to the programs that we suspect exist um, and probably do, you, you know, to people like, uh, for example, Lockheed. Um, and Lockheed was, it escapes me now they were they were bought out by another company um, that has a long history and there's, there's a few aerospace and, companies and that that's, did that that's as my well. point
1: then, is that not a really easy way to hide this stuff though and for Absolutely. it not to come out because whether it's Bigelow or Lockheed or the people who owned it before or I don't even know how this stuff works properly, researchers far better than me will but no doubt within Lockheed there's divisions and divisions and divisions and people within Lockheed will be privy to certain information that others aren't because they do a lot of different things within their their remit i just don't see how if this stuff is has been handed over through generations to different people and facilities how it would come out because surely when that paper trail stops it stops and these companies i'm sure won't want to hand over anything they've got either
0: well this this is part of removing the stigma i think that people you know once this is in the bill people who were involved with this are kind of being given essentially a thumbs up to come forward and start talking about what they saw. So we might have, you know, we always look at things like breadcrumbs. So there's not going to be a guy that says, yes, I I worked on a UFO craft, but someone might come forward and say, Hey, you, you know, after that paper trail stopped the year following that, someone brought to me in a case this light feathery crazy strong material that we tested and that was when i worked at lockheed and i didn't know what it was and you know we can kind of start putting those puzzle pieces together but you're also absolutely correct that we just might never know not for that
1: particular piece anyway and that i just don't want to sound like i'm dampening this down but the point is that people again should not expect this to be the wheeling out of any particular crash or materials it's it's for me potentially something that will help going forward but again don't don't expect materials to be wheeled out you know left right and center because i don't think that's necessarily what's going to happen but like dan said makes a really good point what may come of it is we get another bob lazar uh, in the sense that people who may or may not have worked on different craft in the past may come forward uh, and that would be pretty cool as well Uh, especially if we had employees maybe of the last 20 or 30 years who are still working still around still active still involved come forward but with them um, stories or backing up other people's stories potentially as well i have a concern though dan and i i shared this with you before are we going to lose people like lou elizondo to this new governmental faction because if, if I'm in the government and I'm looking at, okay, we've got a new group starting up, as crazy as it sounds, we are going to be officially investigating, looking at and discussing UFOs, UAPs. This guy, Lou Elizondo, used to work with us. He has been doing X, Y, and Z, and he's got all this going. Let's get this guy back on side and let's get him back in the team because there's no one better to run this. Now, that would be great for Lou, I'm sure, and, and great for the subject in, in one way. But I think there's a lot of us who would be disappointed because no doubt with that and that new responsibility would come a less able and
0: open Lou Elizondo given new responsibilities. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It would be a less public-facing role, right? Like if you had those departments set up, if there was a public-facing part of it, you there they would be a team of people there. You, you know, it kind, kind of doing what we think Susan uh, Goff does now. Um, but, you know, not, not so narrow-sighted, I guess. Um, Lou always says that his his commitment and his oath is to the American people. So I could see him going back, you know, g- going somewhere where he would be most effective. But for me, where he would be most effective would be in a an international body not associated with governments. You know, not necessarily speaking for the US government, but speaking as someone that's very experienced, you know, and we, we don't really know the extent of Lou's experience yet. We, we've had hints um, and it seems to be huge. You know, it seems that he's had his own experiences. It seems that he's seen a lot more than he tells us, you know, even the explosive things that he suggested that he's probably seen stuff 10 times better than that. Um, so wherever he lands, you know, um, I'm happy, but I, I hope it's in a place where he still gets to talk to us because I think he's really great and effective at doing that. Sure.
1: Listen, uh, things are still ongoing out in San Marino. I would encourage people to keep an eye on Max Moskowitz's channel. Um, he's very active on social media. He will be tweeting links. He's out there just now with Lou and others. And he, he is one of us. He is, he is one of the
0: kind of, I don't know, do we call ourselves media now? But, you know, I I said to him when I went on Max's channel like like a few weeks back, and you know, I said to him the the thing of you know none of us paid to do this; it's all our passion and so on, and so forth. And he reminded me; he was like, "No, dude, I'm actually a journalist. This is my job. This is what I'm paid to do." And I was like, "Oh God, yeah, that's true. You're not quite the same in the same position as as myself and you, Andy."
1: <laughs> it's yeah, he, he is very much officially media filmmaker, uh, journalist. So it is great he's done that, uh, and us on the grassroots of grassroots UFO media. Let's call ourselves yeah. that maybe. Um, are, are looking to people like Max who have managed to get himself out there and hopefully that'll be us next year if this is going to be a regular thing that we can actually get over it'd be a flight and a train ride for us i've been looking at it today to be honest but (laughs) that's that's more than doable if if this kind of stuff is going to help get kind of the news out quicker for people as well but keep an eye on max's channel keep an eye on social media if there's anything more worthy reporting from a news point of view we'll do another breaking news podcast of course um but yeah for now that's that's what's been happening
0: lou Lou did have um someone with him as well lance Mungia, who filmed um, third eye spies and put that film together so i would figure that any news on lou's part from what's gone down in san marino you know with some meetings and lectures and things like that i i would imagine you know lance would be responsible for putting that together in whatever form and Lou being recorded. yeah
1: awesome fingers crossed and just before we go off, cause this has been a nice short one for people just to update them on what's been happening and our thoughts, and get some of the the basics hashed out. Because these are questions I've had for for Dan as well and following this, so it's been well, good it get, to have. It
0: them. gets a lot, right? Like all these different bill yeah. numbers, and when when you, you're not when you don't live in America and you don't really know how this stuff works, it's you know, I, I am happy to admit that I'm only just starting to feel like, okay, I kind of understand what's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to clear it up because you see it being reported online and people make mistakes and they get bill numbers wrong or they confuse one bill with another. And that's really easy to do. And it's only when I sit down and get a chance to look at it myself and start asking questions that I can get corrected. And I think, do you know what? Other people are going to have that same thing. So it's good to, good to kind of hash it out and clear it up as well, because it's, for me, it's not, it's not disclosure. This isn't a huge step, but it's a good one. It's a positive one. It's a step forward. I think big developments could come from this down the line. Lou seems to be hinting at that as well. And it's it's exciting, and it's good to see things are kind of rolling on. Let's, let's remember, less than three months ago, we had the UAP task force report published. We're less than three months on, and here's another piece of progress Never mind what's happened in the meantime, where there has been drips and drabs. But this is where we're at now, where in less than three months
0: we've had another leap forward. So who Lou knows? said, um Lou said something pertinent to what you're saying. Uh someone asked him about, you know, were you disappointed with the UAPTF uh report? And he said it, that test, that report wasn't designed to say something, it was designed to do something. So what we're seeing now is the result of what that report was designed to do, i.e. smash through the st- stigma, start getting those the right people in positions where they can talk about this stuff openly. And like you said, within three months of that happening, we're already seeing these two new bills in Congress. Like everyone, smell the roses, you know? Absolutely. And that gives me a chance just to
1: confirm for people who haven't seen it on on Twitter, Ross Coulthart will be on the podcast. I'm recording that one week today, which will be Monday the 20th of September. I've got a ton of questions already in for Ross from last month please feel free to send over more to ufo uap AM at gmail.com and i've got a tweet up just now that if you like and retweet you'll be put in a draw to win a, a copy of the audiobook of ross's in plain sight so that'll be running for the next day or so so please head over to twitter and check out just like and retweet for a chance to win a copy of the book but dan and i have more listener calls to go and record the listener call-in show will be out later in the week and into next week as well it's going to be in a couple of parts we have a lot of calls to get through with people so looking forward to that one dan dan thanks for joining me thank you and see you again soon
0: baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing face for the Parliament of The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little more.
1: Meditated game of
0: full on meta. can't imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there I was about to abduct you cuz I jumped back and nearly kissed myself And I climbed out the window after the elf And I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head And everything was weird and everything was red I called up my boys, they thought this was noise They thought it was a dream, and they thought it was my toys They thought it was my problems and I think I should see therapy And I don't know what it because do, it doesn't really scare me If you really want to know who I think they'd be, it's you and me and us and we and him and her and that and she and that thing over there and what's that? Jay? Not quite a
1: This message is brought to you by Regeneron. If you have diabetes, listen closely because your ears could help your eyes. Excess sugar from diabetes could lead to eye damage and vision loss, even blindness, and you might not even notice it at first. So remember, now is the time to get your eyes checked. Eye care is especially important with diabetes. See a path forward with actions and potential treatment options that may help your eyes and protect against vision loss. Go see an eye care specialist and visit com to take charge of your eyesight. That is N-O-W-E-Y-E-S-E-E dot com.
0: You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to hire a professional voice actor and pay him absurd amounts of money to say, I like this product. Hmm, not sure why that was better. I mean, I'm a professional, too. But we didn't pay him to say the business part, so back to me. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Sorry, I know hearing me say it was a bit of a letdown. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.